All right, welcome back to another Red Sea to Wrap. This week, Matt and I are going to talk about that Rutgers game, kind of what it looked like to open up the Big Ten play. Uh, then we get back into football because we're bowling, going to New York. Uh, and then we talk about the potential upside of what Spartan Stadium could bring uh, to fans that if you're not winning, you might be happy with it. As always, let's get it. Marching band. So, Matt, Rutgers game. Never lost to Rutgers in football or basketball. Yeah, we talked about that last time. Only Big Ten school to not lose them since they've been in the Big Ten. In so football or basketball, so close to probably breaking that. <laughs> uh, no, it's feel, uh, so, who was it that made a comment that like this? I think it was a writer on Twitter. I forgot which one, saying that this is like every Michigan State Rutgers basketball yes. game that they fight hard, they fight hard, and then we pull away at the end. And I, because I was kind of frustrated during the game with the way we were playing, somewhat you know, we'll get into it, somewhat careless. But I went back and looked at that, and he's right. Like every game we played Rutgers is just tight, tight. Throughout the game, end of the second half, we went by like ten or twelve points, but it never feels that way the whole game. We're always mm-hmm. within a couple scores or a bucket here and there. And then, like, I go back and I think about it and go, "Well, if we played this way against OSU, Michigan, Indiana, Illinois, like anyone else, are we coming up with a win?" You know, I maybe I took for granted that Rutgers we should probably beat them. Maybe it's college basketball. You never know what they're going to be, you know, at this point in the season. We don't know exactly what Rutgers is going to be. They could be bottom of the pack, but they've been getting better. I mean, they've been more Mm -hmm. mid, mid of the pack lately on the Big Ten. So a good coach. I mean, a team that works real hard. You can see they definitely worked hard. They always work hard against us. Um, Yeah, they played well. They played well. The Michigan State played well when they needed to at the end, made a few big shots at the end there. Yep. But it was it was frustrating with what we've been dealing with this year with just not this team not being what we thought they would be, but more than anything, just like the carelessness, almost like laziness, I would say, on the offensive end and even like defensively. Yeah, you can see it. I mean, even, you know, was it first couple possessions, Cash throws them over. Now, here, my, I, I can understand where hey, I'm cool with Cash throwing it, but it's getting a little consistent lately of that yeah. full court press and we're not hitting it. Yeah. Um, then I thought about it this way: um, How many turnovers do you think we had in that game? Ten. Yeah, it's twelve. Twelve. Okay. So then I said, okay, if we run the style of offense as we always do, that transition, right? How many turnovers are you actually willing to give? Yeah, I would say I'm okay with ten. Ten to twelve is fine. Yeah, anything under ten, great turn uh, under turnover game. Depends Here on what pressure the- they put in us on too, right? They were full yeah. court, like you said. The yep. one thing I wrote down while I was watching the game is that just teams are making cash work extremely hard for everything. Yes. That's what I wrote down. And it's because they they kind of know we don't have no one to back them up at this point. That's like, they're, like they're full court pressing. That's why you see Aaron sometimes bring the ball up the court. Yep. They're really putting pressure on him with with the ball screens. They're really hedging those screens, coming out on him, wanting him to give it up, making him earn everything. And it's taking the toll you know we don't know what he's gone through and it's really t- you can see it almost like taking the toll on the game and 
He's got to work so hard, and he's playing 35 to you know, 30, 40 minutes a night because he does nothing. No one else can relieve him. We don't have a backup point guard right now. We don't. With Watts it, out, it really hurts. That's a honestly like when you look at Winston going in, and every game it seems like it's getting more and more progressive of the double down. Yeah, no screen is not getting slacked off to the center. Yeah, and it's just and they and what Rutgers did very well is they pressured him out instead of letting him go in. They kept him out of the three point arc, and essentially had hands up so he couldn't get it down to the to the rolling. It just it it's showing that there's film of how to stop him from going off twice. Now, granted, he had 23 points. Still, he's gonna get yeah, his he's gonna get still. his for sure. But where that hurts us is helping out and giving out to more, you know, and that's where you kind of miss Quaid. You kind of miss that stretch of the defense. I mean, right now, who are you really worried about? You know, if we're shooting 32, 33% from three, shoot, I'd rather stop Cassius. Yeah, no doubt. It was good to see Aaron be more um, attack mode. He didn't really show I mean, He had 12 points, but he was two for 10. But it was good to see him actually, you know, put up shots against Duke. He didn't, he didn't really even attack when they would double him or really like hone in on him defensively. Against Duke, he was very passive and ended up not really shooting. Shot two shots, I think it was, and you saw it kind of like affected him. It was good to see him against Rutgers. Really look to go go to the hole, get a shot. Now they weren't always falling, but still had the confidence to go up there and you know put the work in. So what what statistic did you like the most? Because I've got one that I think that really showed a lot uh, of the team and stepping up. But what did you like about the team on the stat line the most? Mm. I think Tillman. I think yeah. Tillman's coming around. Fourteen points, ten boards. More effectively, it was six for eight. I mean, great. that is and that he, is great. 75%. Yeah, and one for two on threes. Had a big one there late in the second oh, half. Yeah, I think we were up when two. When no one else was hitting. Yeah, up two. I think Cash got him. It might have been after a made bucket from Rutgers. And Tillman was trailing, and he hit him on top. And he, like, hesitated and then took it. And it, he made it, and it was huge. Put us up five, I believe. It yeah. was huge. Th- things that, like, keeping on the <clears throat> Tillman side of it, things that I think one of the key things they watch as we go through is how many times do you see him and not just him, but the team go for a rebound and just like fumble. Like, I feel like we just, we don't get like solid boards down. Now stat line would show we still hit forties, but like it's still a very difficult way to get them. Like it just doesn't feel like a secure rebound. Um, and it'll be interesting to see that kind of move forward though. Again, we've said in another podcast, Tillman gets his stats regardless. Um, but how does it look? How does it feel? Do we feel his yeah, turnovers? Like he got we ten feel... boards. How many could he have got? Right? I exactly. Don't, I don't track that. Like where? Because you're right. Sometimes those when we're playing defense and the ball goes up on Rutgers and they're getting second, third chances. Thought that happened too much, too much on Sunday. Yep. Um, but going back to stat line, stat line that I really liked was Geo Baker's points. Yeah. What do you have? I don't even want four, four, one and for I, seven. I think that kid's been here forever, and I think he's only a junior. I know <laughs> the name has been there forever, but Aaron took a lot of the the hard work there, yeah. and and I would say one of the biggest issues we have is consistency, and that broke the consistency yeah. of not stopping big players. Um, and that's a good great. one. That's a good one. 
Uh, I remember him shooting a late, oh uh, late of the second half, like just threw one up. Mm-hmm. He was kind of getting frustrated. So that's actually a good one, but yeah, I didn't even think about that. Right, and then so we could take that and go. All right, how do you intensify that going to the fridge? You know, can you take out uh, the Westons at uh, OSU? Can you take Hines? Now the hard thing is everyone else, big players are big guys, so it's going to be not on Aaron. It's going to be on other guys. Um, but we didn't have the Maxi thing or the Edwards thing. That kind of was nice not to have go down and it, someone go off. Right, it just was nice not to have that go against you. And I kept saying during the game though. You know, we've given them so many opportunities to take this from us. There's yeah. a lot of chances for him to do it. It's just, and I felt like, okay, well, that's Rutgers, and that's kind of where they stand. But, shoot, you give us another top half of the Big Ten, do we respond? Yeah. yeah I'll say it's definitely good to get the opening two Big Ten games of Rutgers and Northwestern. <laughs> yeah, that is. Even though with your statistic, uh, them being actually very difficult to play early, um, and play us tight. You're right, because we could open up much worse. Yeah, you d- we could have been like a away at Wisconsin, home. I don't Illinois. Like that, like that's in that saying it's a top half, but like those are two tough teams, right? So it would be. It's nice to get what we do have. It's nice to come, go away with one and zero. Kids going into finals this week. It's finals week, so no games until this weekend. Yep. But as some forward progress. I think they play a lot tougher on on set Sunday. That's for sure. Again, we have that eight game stretch with Michigan being the one in it, but eight game stretch that we should at least go seven and one, if not eight and zero, oh, into this. And it's it's one and zero. Oh, it's a good. That's start. ideal. We are, we're home for every game except for the Oakland game, but that's Detroit. So, mm-hmm. I think one thing that I want to see out of these games though, is really the three point shot. We are getting yeah, better looks than I've ever seen. You know, if if it, it's feeling like the Syracuse game, like I feel like we're getting <laughs> wide open threes and we just don't knock them down. I mean, uh, Henry one for five, Gabe Brown two for six. But um, th- th- his th- felt big though, didn't they? Like the oh. late one you had it felt big. Every time he shoots a two, you think you're gonna you're gonna score. Yeah, yeah. And so, but I like it though. Like they're they're taking the shots, and it's only gonna get better by taking shots, right? And this is the stretch of your season to do it. So that's what I'm going to be really focusing on um, as well as how do we handle other big men. But uh, I haven't done enough research on the next seven games who outside of Michigan, who is going to be the big guy. Um, yeah. but those are the two areas that I'd like to see improved. But yep, going into Oakland on Saturday. Um, Oakland just played Michigan. Michigan beat them pretty well. They did. Uh, I don't yeah. think I don't think you're right. Did they really? I know they played Maryland. Yeah, Oakland didn't play Michigan. Oh, maybe I had that incorrect. Oakland That's played Bowling Green last week. Lost. They played Maryland earlier this year. Lost Maryland. by th- they played That's lost it. by thirty. So then you look at that and you go, okay. Yeah, Is I it mean, it should be a game we, sh- you know. Well, yes, but I like to use those as benchmarkers too. Yeah, for it, sure. And see kind of how we match up against everyone else. So it'll be good to see that. It's good to have a game in Detroit. It's always nice to get um, the team in NBA arena. It's definitely yep. a place where obviously there's a lot of alumni in Metro Detroit. Um, able to get down there and see them. Cash is a senior, gets to play in his hometown. Rocket Watts is from Detroit. A lot of guys are from from the area. So it's always good to get a game down. Detroit around the holiday time when people cannot get out and uh, see them. 
And I love this Oakland uh, game we have every year. I think it's a good tradition that we have. It is. It is. Um, but it'll be good to see, you know, LCA, not a pretty good arena. Uh, yeah. I've only I've only experienced bad things there, so <laughs> it's not my favorite. But yeah. I also don't live in Michigan to get all of everything, but yep. I'll, I'll be there. So we'll see nice. how it goes. Um, so that – that's positive. Um, looking at Rocket Watts, um, you know, nothing, anything, yeah. nothing, anything that came out of nowhere. This has been going on since the summertime. Um, it's always kind of been lingering there. But out of nowhere, to just stop playing though. Yeah, and that's kind of the the scary part of it. Um, but it, it really, and as much as we can say Rocket Watts isn't just the lights out player that you wanted him to be at the beginning. I mean, how many freshmen can do that realistically? But it definitely hurts because we're getting the Cassius gets 36 to 40 minutes and Lawyer gets in and you're kind of wishy-washy if he's in or not at point. Honestly, it it really buckles us down. He has no confidence. I feel like on the wing he would. I feel like if if, if he he wasn't the point. He played the two. Yeah. The hard part is he doesn't have the defense proven That's yet the biggest thing. to be able to say you can go play the two because you, if you're not going to bring it up and give Cash the break, uh, you got to at least play defense if you're going to want to be out there and shoot. And at least Gabe Brown and Aaron Henry can play defense on some of the top guys. Yeah, that's definitely where he lacks more than anything is defensively. Those going to go right at him every time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would. The thing about Watts that's somewhat um, scary is that. Did kind of and it's not out of nowhere like you said, but him just sitting out out of nowhere kind of came up and said he's dealing with it for a while. Izzo said he don't think he'll be out long, but I mean this happened with like Langford last year. Kind of like flash flashbacks, like uh, how long is he gonna be out for them? Because if it's kind of like a lingering thing, is just gonna be there and keep coming back? Is he gonna keep sitting? I don't know. And hopefully he's back by January. And that's kind of why I hate these things. It's just like. Hopefully he's back before these eight games are over. And yeah, Jan one. Hopefully, start twenty twenty. He's there because that's when Big Ten play really starts taking off. We're gonna need him. We are really gonna need him, and and not only just for this season, but really to get that experience into the following years to come too. Just depth wise too. We talked about lawyer kind of being a hindrance um, at at guard. It's like, who else are we gonna play? You know, and, and might, it, you, if he comes back, he might not even start. He might he might keep Brown there, but having someone that can back up Brown and Winston with Watts is like yeah. desperately need that. We need to play him a lot too. So, would you? How did you like Aaron Henry taking the ball up? I mean, I think it's a good change. Just they, like I was talking earlier, how much pressure they put on Winston to work so hard to get everything that he he gets, and having someone even that few seconds take take the lead and bring the ball up to court and let Winston. St- you know, get a few seconds of rest. I think it's good. Well, full, full court press is tough because he has to get rid of it right away once you inbound it to to Henry. So, yeah. So uh, I like where we stand after the game. The game, I was stressed and pulling my hair out, but let's get through the next couple games. Get some experience under our belts. Stay Tune, healthy. Stay healthy. God, God. If anything, just stay healthy. Um, but we can get through this section. Um. So it's always a good time to grow too. They're not in school for the next couple of weeks. They're able to, you know, they're not practice, traveling. Just, yeah, not traveling. They're able to spend time with their friends and family for a little bit. Get to practice more on a consistent basis during the day. Play games, hopefully, gain some confidence with some wins. 
it's a good time where they can start building here for the Big Ten play. God, love Big Ten play. Love it. And love what the Big Ten has been doing so far. I mean, where I thought it might be a very one-sided, lopsided season is just opened up with so much potential. Uh, What I love, too, about the Big Ten is the way they schedule their games. There's a game every night. Yeah. Once the season starts. Once the Big Ten play starts. I mean, you've got Maryland-Penn State tonight. Yeah, tonight. And then even even during the season starts, they get games one day through Friday. Mm -hmm. You guys got games on Saturday, Sunday. It's like the Friday games are the new ones. Like, there's very – sometimes – I don't like that as much because Friday night you don't really want to have well, – Michigan State plays at least. I don't really like Friday night games. I like more any day but Friday. Um, <laughs> but, All right, Mr. Social. Yeah, that's right. But um, it's nice to have a game on at least in the background. And I like that they have games because before it was like they would never have games Monday and never have games Friday, I think it was. Yep. Like before the, the new deal they made it with Fox and East Pants, they both cover the games. Well, there's but, so many good ones too, because there's so many good venues in in the Big Ten to to, to yeah, watch and enjoy. Sure. I mean, God, any Indiana home game is fun to watch. Yeah, it's, I mean Maryland it's taking nice. or Illinois taking Maryland to the brink. I mean, fun games just uh, it, just Illinois should have got that one. They should have. Um, they choked it away. But here's but here's here's also the thing is like I give Maryland credit to bring it back because oh, yeah, good sure. teams bring those games back, and honestly, we haven't done that yet. So yeah, Maryland looking like the real deal here going forward. Yeah, I, I'm going to like to see where we stand, you know, how we look at today versus midseason Big Ten. Because I think we're going to have a very big game shift from there and then another one by the end of the season. So. I think we might talk just last time, but we're definitely going to have opportunities here in the Big Ten play to get some really good wins with Michigan and Ohio State and Maryland all in the top five right now. Um, yeah, isn't that crazy? We feel like we felt kind of down that we missed out on opportunities in the non-conference with Kentucky and didn't get to play Kansas and um, Duke. lost to Duke. But we're going to have opportunities to win big games here. So yep. whether we take advantage of that or we squander it away, is, you know, we'll see. It's up on the, to the team, but it's not like we're going to be have a lack of a resume because we lost these games. We can definitely make it up here in Big Ten play. That's why I love college basketball. You know, you take these losses in like football, game season's over. It is four. a good thing. For Love sure. college basketball. You can lose it, games. It's fine. And and especially for Michigan State basketball, we, we definitely get better at the end of the season. So, you know, none of these things really worry me. As much as I'd love those wins, it doesn't really worry me. Oh, yeah, you always want to win. So, okay, let's talk real quick football. Uh, yeah. Bowl season. We're bowling. Uh, going to New York. God damn it. Yeah, I mean, I was, people were kind of wishing for the quick lane. Yeah. Unfortunately, didn't happen because it, there wasn't enough Big Ten teams qualified because they took three to mm-hmm. like the BCS. I guess you say that the three New York, yep. three to the six New York six bowls. It's Penn State, Wisconsin, Ohio State. Yeah, so it wasn't enough to fill. We go to Pinstripe. I'd say as a player on the team or as a staff member, I would prefer to go to oh, the yeah. Pinstripe Bowl. <laughs> yeah. For the seniors, like, for yeah. the seniors, way better. Because, all right, if you're a four-year senior right now, you went New York. Where's Redbox at? That's in Cali it's somewhere. the Bay Area. That is Bay Area. Yeah. Uh, holidays, so you got to go to San Diego. Yeah. Um, you missed the year before that. And you missed the year before that. But if you're a fifth-year senior. Um, you got Dallas. You got Dallas. For the Cotton Bowl. So, yeah, I mean, definitely holidays in New York. Should I'd like to do that. Yeah, those aren't bad. And, no. it's, and, and here's the thing is I absolutely despise playing on Yankee. I hate, 
like the Oakland Raiders. Oh, yeah. I hate those fields. I, I mean, hate that. The sight lines aren't good. The fans, the crowds not gonna be very good for this game. But for the experience, yeah, for the for the team, it's much better than going so, to Detroit. So we we have definitely had people show up at the quick lane. People show up. I would have gone just because it's convenient. If I was there, you know, I'd go exactly. Yeah. So. I think you would have sold more tickets if you had state there, but obviously that's marketing 101. But oh yeah, oh, I mean, you know, quickly was rooting for it so hard. Like they wanted Michigan State bad. And so and they like, would, you, if they had enough Big Ten teams, like say Nebraska would have won the last game and against Iowa, and they would become bowl eligible. I was guarantee you Nebraska would be playing in pinstripe because quickly would want us bad. Oh, 100%. They have to make some sort of deal or make sure Michigan State goes to the quick lane. Who's but, in the quick lane? Is it Eastern? Yeah, Eastern. Eastern gets it. They took another local eh, team. And then they're playing, bad. they're playing Pitt. So. Yeah. Four field getting some games in there. Uh, the MAC championship is Central Michigan, uh, Miami, Ohio. Uh, old friend working at uh, on the Miami, Ohio team. Loving that. That's so, cool. Re- rooting for them. Um, and usually I do cheer for the chips, though. I uh, got a lot of friends graduate there, uh, family that worked with them. So um, it was funny because they were playing, and then at night it was the Big Ten Championship, Ohio State, Wisconsin. Those two teams played the two Big Ten teams. So Central played Wisconsin in the season. Do you know what the score was? Wasn't it like zero to like it was sixty-one zero? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and then I forgot the the Ohio State score. I think Ohio State beat Miami like seventy to five. Like Miami got a safety in there in a field goal. <laughs> so just like you can see the talent gap between the Big Ten championship game and the, the MAC championship game. That's disgusting. Yeah. 60-point differences. Jesus. Uh, but, yeah, going to New York, uh, playing Wake Forest, and honestly, that's a tough team to yeah. play right now. That eight, is not. Eight, four. I know. That's Lost not the team I thought we were going to get at all. Yeah, they got a few injuries at wide receiver that definitely hurt them late in the year. Yeah, uh, lost through the last four. First time ever playing Wake. Yeah, in football. Yeah, we got to take this one down though. Like this one's a good one to win. Um, yeah, it's, it's not, not going to make. It's it, not a brand name like we were hoping for. Like we were hoping like Florida State, right? Like, yeah, Florida State. Florida State. They're six and six, crazy. just like us. But at least they have a more of a bigger brand name. Well, even being the Virginia area, I was looking at Virginia Tech. Might have been one of them. Um, People were saying Pitt played Narduzzi and Narduzzi get the, the coaching staff thing. I like. There's a lot of those ones. Yeah, no offense to Wake, but like it's just not, not hype about it. But here's here's the benefit of it is it's not like you know you, teams tank for two and things like that. There was a moment where we're like, do you tank and get rid of coaching staff? But we already know the answer to half of that already. So mm-hmm. it's it, funny that but, guy Wake was brought up as a guy that could possibly replace D'Antonio. Yeah. So, but not gonna happen. So. <laughs> Um, then I do want to talk real quick because we brought up transfer portals. Yeah. Um, and that was a big topic this early this week. Um, one of the names coming out here, um, Franks, Florida. I do you want you do you even want them to look at him though? No, I never thought he was that (laughs) great. But but here's here's the deal. Take a lineup: Theo Day, Rocky Lombardi, Franks. Who you taking? I don't think Frank's fits here. He won't even look at us. I'll be honest. With I don't. You. Yeah, I'll be honest. It's like it's a, it's a hell mary, but and, but it's not the hell mary I want anyways. Feel that Florida were happy when he got hurt essentially because they got him out of the lineup and got somebody else in. I just I didn't think he was that great anyway. So no. 
Um, but and he's a head case, dude. He f- he flicked off the fans like two or yeah. three times because yeah. they boo him and get on him. It's like, dude, that's big time college football. Like people are gonna get mad at you for yep. not being good. Yep, you can't respond that way. But but yeah, that was a name dropped in there. Didn't didn't that was the first one? I was like, oh, I don't know if that's what you want to do. But yeah, I'm sure we'll see some names pop up both from our team leaving and some guys you weren't expecting leaving other schools that. But I really could see it happening though. Like like a little bit in the back of me sees it happening because if your other happening? teams, Franks to MSU, like he wouldn't want it. But who else is he going to get better than Michigan State? Yeah, shit, teen on the road might pick him up. Michigan. That's all they do is pick up. Ah, that was a guys. great. Yep, no, great point. You make a very valid point. And Michigan, I wouldn't put it past Michigan to do that. But we'll see how McCaffrey is and what they want to yeah. do. I mean, you got to look at all. I mean, all possible avenues. D'Antonio says he's look in the portal. He has one staffer. He said that's job is to be in, you know, in the portal. You know, a lot of these guys aren't people that enter the portal too. It's crazy. There's so many guys in the portal that I think half aren't even going to get scholarships anymore. Nope. You know, it'd be like, interesting. Like, I don't know enough about the portal, but like, do they have like a combine? Can I get like a eventually get statistic? Get that way. You know what I'm saying? Like it's gonna be like the new combine for college football. Like, mm, all right, let's test it out. Let's like do some three round rants. Yeah, you just get the ride receivers, you get the quarterbacks, do some running back drills, some forty clocks. Yeah, see what you got. This week is also the 18th is signing day, early signing day for football. D'Antonio says he expects everyone to sign that is committed. We'll see if that actually happens. Um I don't. If he says it is, I don't see any reason why it won't be. I I doubt that he would say that without any reason why. Yeah. It would, and there would be a reasoning why if it didn't happen. Uh, yeah. I think the guys, the guys, even on social media, those guys still stay green and white. Like. Yeah, well, for sure. They're definitely. Um, they're in. They're built into this program. Yeah, definitely recruiting for the program. So we'll see who all signs. Maybe all of them will sign. And if you get any more signs before that day, it'll be fun to see. Uh, and then there's still a second signing day in fe- in February, like it used to be. Yeah, I think of Phil. Anywhere holds, we might see some guys transfer out. Some you see some scholarship openings happen. Staff able to get more guys in. Um, that's the lifeblood of the program. So let's see how they close out this recruiting year. Hasn't been too positive, yeah. but get the guys that are committed. That's what you got to do at this point, and then. Look to fill the holes from there in the next signing period. Knock on wood. Hopefully we get we get this done. Um and look forward to next season and maybe we can make some moves. Yeah, quick one for you though. This has to bring something up at the end. It's kind of Michigan State related, but kinda of not. More like college football in general. Okay. I think L S U just came out with the numbers saying that I think they made two point two million dollars in alcohol sales at their stadium. Oh wow. Yeah, and that doesn't even count the premium. They said premium sales and the premium suites. Do you think what's your thoughts, I guess, first of all, do you think they should sell alcohol at Spartan Stadium? I yes. Um, because it answers a lot of questions. One, game time atmosphere, 10 times better. Yep. Two, could reduce the amount of strenuous drinking during the morning because you know you can always get drinks there. Yep. Um, and three, $2.2 million, like, duh, it's just money left on the table. Um, downsides, yeah, probably more staffing for security purposes and for sure. watching and underage drinking. Obviously, and yeah, like for that. sure. But but it's other schools. Other, I mean, other schools yeah. do it all the time. Ohio State it, does it. 
Exactly. Here's my thing is like if it was only like, you know, because I've been to Maryland, they have it. It's great. Works. It's perfectly fine. And it's specific areas. So you kind of have to go out of your way to get it. Arizona State has it. It works perfectly fine. And Arizona State's hot where you can really get in some trouble there. Yeah. It was nice to have a beer at the game. It was like it's 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 just nice. And you can charge so much for it. I hope they wouldn't, but they do. It's just, it's a revenue generator. It makes everything better. I wouldn't have to worry, you know, even a bad game, at least you can have some beers with it. So, yeah. I, I would love for them to do it. They're, I think, like you said, they're leaving money on the table at this t- point in time. I mean, I don't know where the money would go. I would assume we'd go back to athletics. Everything is an arms race. You know, Michigan State needs to update for their facilities. This is, could be one way to help pay for it, you know, other than donations if you made some Ooh, money. Oh, now you're thinking. Made some now money selling some beers at the game. Get that helps you everywhere. And like I said, it's, as far as Tatum's atmosphere has been down because the team's been down, I think if you do sell alcohol, it does help somewhat. How and easy is it to get a uh, like a Bud Light sponsorship? Oh, we'll only sell Bud Light at the yeah. So stadium. Bud Light, Budweiser, whatever else. We'll make agreement. You give us uh, X amount of off on cases or kegs or whatever it is. I mean, you can get great revenue ROI on alcohol. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's just beer. It could just be beer. No spirits. Yeah. Save yourself the hassle of getting that trouble. Just do beer. Everyone happy. Yeah, and people want upgrades to the facilities and Spartan Stadium itself. This can help with with that. So I think there's well, then you can help out with like table. complimentary drinks up there. Now you're selling a whole package. Mm-hmm. You bake it in the price there, and you have everyone else paying for your price for your booze. I think eventually then, it's going to happen, and we just have to get onto it now. Like we're already kind of behind the eight ball. I mean, how, I think half the Big Ten now sells alcohol at their games. So like, we need to get Maryland's out. fun, and I yeah, Maryland's not. Maryland's not the team that I'm going to watch football for, but it was a great time because the tailgate was fun. Um, it was pretty simple parking. Jump in and you get beers over there. Yeah. It was easy. So I think that's something that they need to really look into this offseason. You know, yeah, because you can get it done. They, I'm pretty sure Purdue and Illinois both did it just over the summer before the game, before the season started. Like, hey, we're going to start having alcohol. You can get it done. They already have the built-in concession stands. You just add kegs with you know bud light and budweiser on or whatever yeah or maybe sell the local brand though whatever they want today do local sponsors There's a lot of good bre- uh, breweries in detroit i mean sorry in michigan oh, and you have a bunch of guys that you know um hopcat is owned by spartan at water they're he, the guy there's a big town spartan they got a huge tailgate outside spartan stadium you can't tell me that you couldn't do some sort of deal where they could have like a tent you know with access to and from the stadium that you know, maybe they'll be the exclusive sponsor. You know, stuff like that. You can do things to get Spartans even involved in the community with this the beer, and then that's raise money for everyone to have better facilities at the Spartans and maybe better have facilities for the student athletes. Whatever. Like you said, they're leaving too much money on the table by not doing it. Yeah, and I mean, you know who else? Like I, Wisconsin. I mean, they got their own beer in Wisconsin. But how they awesome with that? But they didn't sell beer. Maybe I missed that portion. I was just drowned in the sour, yeah. sorrows well, of zero they, to thirty-eight. They don't sell beer at, Mich- at Michigan. They don't sell beer at Wisconsin. I know they do it at Minnesota, Illinois, Purdue, Ohio State, Maryland, Maryland. Maybe Rutgers does too. And I mean, it shows like if uh, if a campus like LSU can handle it, and you're worried about the degeneracies of it, like yeah, they're big crazy programs. Ohio State can handle it. Like big programs can handle this. You don't think East Lansing can't handle it? And then like you said, how many times do you go in just chugging beers before the game? Oh, God, Maybe not yeah. as much anymore, but definitely, I mean, I actually, there's times where I'll be getting a case before the game and, like, you're walking in and you want to finish it. 
So you just chug as fast as you can. Yep. Because you know you can't have one. Like all of us have a road beer from the tailgate to the game, which is nice Damn. to have. But if you know you can't, if you know you can get it inside, you don't need to have and binge right before you go in. Yeah, and by the time it's halftime, you're already hungover. So that's the worst. Yeah, you're hungover because the team <laughs> the team's playing terrible, and you, and and you, you don't, don't have, have a beer. Then you just want to leave for two. Give me reasons. one. Yeah. Give me one. Give me a winning team or At least some beer. I'll stay exactly. <laughs> All right, I think that's a good note to end on here. Uh, Jumping next week after the Oakland game. Uh, But as always, go green. Go white.